So today we're going to start with the Law of One Session 2, the Raw Material Session 2, January 20, 1981, uh, which is, you know, 32, almost 33 years ago. This is the re-listened version, and it's a short session. There are only basically six um, QA, Q&As, and... Uh, here Ra gives further background on who they are and their history. So, 2.0, without a question, Ra starts speaking through Carla, which is interesting, because normally uh, they only respond to questions, and they explain that. So, 2.0, perhaps, actually, they didn't even say, I am Ra, they just said, Ra, (laughs) which is unusual. Normally, every answer is prefaced by, I am Ra. Here, it seems they just said Ra. So, they give their standard greeting, which is itself very lovely. I greet you in the love and in the light of our infinite creator. I am with this mind-body-spirit complex, meaning Carla, which has offered itself, not herself, but itself, as a channel. I communicate with you. So, already we see the anchoring I am Ra, or Ra, meaning, you know, here I am, here we are. And the greeting in an awareness of infinity and love light. Love light is finity. Love light is dancing thought. Love light is a vibratory sentient light, or sentience, sentient vibration. And that's um, the multidimensional creation, or universe, that is the result of the mind, thought, desire of the infinite creator. So, mind-body-spirit complex is non-gender. So, the mind-body-spirit raw is with this mind-body-spirit complex, which has offered itself for a channel, meaning Carla. And mind-body-spirit complex is not a boy or a girl. And we are not actually truly gender either. Body is of gender. And the mind may actually be more of male-female in its um, tendencies, but male really being um, the yang pole of um, activity and dynamism, and yin or female as the pole of receptivity and um, magnetism. So Ross' first comment is that queries are in order in your projections of mind distortion at this time space. All right, most people will stop reading right there, but that's the way Ra talks. Queries, queries, and questions are in order in your projections of mind distortion at this time space at this time. So uh, it's appropriate for you to be asking questions which are projections of your own distortions. Thus Ra goes on. Thusly, would I assure this group? that my own social memory complex has one particular method of communicating with those few who may be able to harmonize their distortions with ours, and that is to respond to queries for information. Meaning, uh, we want to tell you that our own unified mind group, uh, the raw group in late sixth density, has uh, and wishes to use a particular way of communication uh, this way of communication is to wait for questions and answer, to give answers to your questions. That's very um, congruent with respect or non-infringement of the law of free will. 
And actually, that's the way of very highly evolved teachers. They don't go on and on yakking. They really have very little they need to say. And they normally um, only respond to questions. They're not, they don't need to give lectures. Now, people are at different levels, and so the teachers are at different levels, and the students are at different levels. Just because he or she is a teacher doesn't mean they are uh, of a particular achievement. In Buddhism, there are four stages of enlightenment, four particular enlightenments. And uh, these days, very few Buddhist teachers in the West have even achieved the first level, which is called Sotapanna, stream entry, which is an initial contact with intelligent infinity, uh, put in the system of what Ra was saying. So uh, some teachers <laughs> go riffing on and on and on. and But in my experience, the higher teachers, they really do um, not need to say much, because they know a lot. And they, in maximal respect for free will and non-infringement, pretty, pretty much only respond to direct questions for help and information. And the way of teacher-student is the way of harmonizing distortions. Um, and so Ra says, you know, those few who may be able to harmonize their distortions with ours, they know that few people on Earth, few humans, wanderers generally, can harmonize mind with their mind. And that harmonizes a resonance. And that's what leads to um, effective communication and understanding. We're comfortable with this format. May the queries now begin. And so Ra's basically saying, we'd like you to ask questions. So Don 2.1 says that he's guessing there are enough people who, who would understand what Ra's saying. He'd like to make a book. And what about historical background? Would you be able to give us some historical background? And Ra doesn't yet explain their history because, as you'll see later, history is not important for them. Uh, what's important is communicating the principles of soul evolution and cosmic plan, the principles of transformation, development, and mind-body-spirit complex. That is the key to the raw material. That is their... Uh, primary agenda, which is to communicate the principles of soul evolution in cosmic plan, which is to communicate the principles of transformation or healing and initiation of mind-body-spirit complex. Ra said the purpose of incarnation is the evolution of mind-body-spirit, mind-body-spirit complex, meaning the purpose of life, the purpose of incarnating in a body is Evolution, development of what we are. Mind, body, spirit. Body doesn't mean physical body, it means the energy body. And so, uh, that's the purpose of incarnation. That's the purpose of life. And the destination is a realization of unity. But that itself is not the last stage of enlightenment. That's just one of the stages of the four levels of enlightenment in Buddhism, actually. Awareness of unity. And in Buddhism, really, the Buddha didn't talk about unity uh, in the original teaching uh, because uh, it's just a step along the way. It's just a recognition along the way. But Ra is really saying, um, yeah, we can talk to you about ourselves and about our history, but let's, let's understand what's really important first. So Ra's answer at 2.1 is a long, complicated answer. Ross says, the possibility of communication 
from the one to the one through distortion acceptable for meaning is the reason we contacted this group. There are few who will grasp without significant distortion that which we communicate through that which we communicate through this connection with this mind-body-spirit complex. So there are few people who will be able to grasp without a lot of distortion that which they're communicating. They know that. However, they go on, if it be your desire to share our communications with others, we have the distortion towards a perception that this would be most helpful in regularizing and crystallizing your own patterns of vibration upon the levels of experience which you call the life. If one is illuminated, are not all illuminated? Therefore, we are oriented towards speaking for you in whatever supply of speakingness you may desire. To teach, learn, is the law of one in one of its most elementary distortions. So, this is, you know, this is a serious, authentic, late sixth-density communication from a level of being and awareness that really has resolved duality, that does not live in the belief uh, that there are separate things and time and space is real. And so uh, everything that they say is, is pretty much a distortion because they're explaining the details of creation rather than the principle of the law of one or the unity of, of all. To just talk about the unity of all doesn't take a lot of time. And also it gets very uh, abstract, like we saw in the last session. You are love, you are light, you are unity, you are infinity, you are everything, you are every situation, you are every being. Well, that's pretty amazing, but you can't really talk much more about it. And so all is all, everything's everything. Uh, but they're not only communicating that, they're communicating many details, uh, principles also. Uh, but those are all considered distortions, and so you'll see the word distortion all the time here. So they're saying, the reason we contacted your group is because there really is, we know there's the possibility of communicating from our one, our beingness, which is unity, to your beingness, which is unity, communicating from the one to the one. Um, I am one, you are one, all is one, and one is all. So, again, talking about unity or using, trying to, trying to keep the recognition of unity, which is reality, while we're using language which is dualistic and conceptual and differentiating, uh, is difficult. So that's why their language is difficult, because they're trying to express awareness of, of absolute unity with language, with words that are naturally dualistic. So it'll, that's why it gets very blocky and um, chalk, uh, kind of awkward, their, their way of talking here. So, but they're saying the possibility of communication from our beingness of unity to your beingness of unity with um, an acceptable degree of distortion is possible. <laughs> or this communication uh, from the one to the one is possible without too much distortion. However, we also know that there are few who will grasp what we're saying what we're communicating without a lot of distortion. How many people really know the raw material? Very few. How many people even read it? Um, few. And so, 
people think that channeling is all the same. Every channel, oh, I read Cryon, oh, I read Seth, oh, I read Ra, oh, yeah, yeah, ha ha, and I know Bashar, and I heard, you know, Sananda, and, uh, you know, this one and that one. They think that it's all the same, or that it's all from some level of, of enlightened masters in the clouds, but that's not true. There are teachers of different levels, there are different uh, degrees of awakening. Uh, indigo is not blue. And so, um, indigo color is associated with six ray, six dimension. Blue is fifth. Green is fourth. Uh, and frankly, most channeling these days is not channeling at all, actually. Most channeling these days is the channeler um, speaking and writing what they themselves know, which may be useful and helpful, uh, but there is no other entity on the line there, actually. That's my view, but that's what I would say is pretty clear to me. That doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> the problem is that those channelers think that they should be channeling. Well, maybe you should just be teaching. Who need, why do you think that your channeling is any better than you yourself teaching? So they don't trust themselves, actually. So they need to put their personal teaching, their own teaching, in the guise of coming from some ascended master, which it normally doesn't. So, anyway, <clears throat> Ra is saying, if it's your desire to share our communications with others, we understand or we perceive that that's helpful. Helpful what? Helpful in regularizing and crystallizing your own patterns of vibration, your own mind. Regularizing and crystallizing your own um, energetics, which really means doing self-work, your service to other, is your self-work. And so service to other is a portion of self-transformation. Uh, it, it comes naturally as a result of self-transformation. It's also a practice that, that leads to further self-transformation. So study, meditation, and service is the triad. Study, meditation, and service. Study we do alone or with a group. Meditation generally is alone. And service we do with others. It also can be done alone, but the earlier levels of service are, are interaction by word or body or you know speech, mind-to-mind mind -mind, um, relationship somehow in the way of trying to be helpful, love wisdom. Now, that is itself a practice. That is itself a way of helping ourselves. So, oh, the teacher gets the most in general. The server gains the most and benefits the most, uh, gets the most benefit from their offering in general. And so if you want to help the world, um, you will be helping yourself too. And if you don't want to help the world and you only want to help yourself, you actually will not be helping yourself that much, um, believe it or not. <clears throat> so because all is one, Ra knows and says that, if one is illuminated, are not all illuminated? Meaning, uh, if you yourself um, awaken to greater love and wisdom, that benefits everyone, because your one is all. Each one is all, and all is one. And it doesn't matter if we don't understand that fully, but like waves on the ocean, the purification of any one wave affects all the others. And... Uh, because it's the same substance, even though the form of wave or body 
or mind or personality is different. So Ra says, therefore, we are oriented towards speaking for you in whatever supply of speakingness you may desire. So however you want, however much you want us to talk, we can talk. Uh, but it has to be done in the right way with, with basic understanding and not infringing free will. And, and then there's a very pith statement. To teach, learn is the law of one in one of its most elementary distortions. So again, there's a distortion here because there's the belief of me and you, the belief that teaching and learning are separate, the belief in time and space and change, these are mistaken or limited, these are beliefs based on limited perception. However, in what we say, what we understand to be teaching and learning, uh, their comment is that teaching, learning, to teach, learn, is um, one of the most elementary ways or aspects of unity. Meaning, <laughs> one of the most important things you can be doing in your life is teaching and learning, which depends on your learning. So, the purpose of life is learning and naturally comes with that teaching, which really just means sharing. And so, the more you know, the more you can help. Uh, and you can help the world simply, or you do help the world simply by your own learning, which is meaning your own personal transformation, because all is one, and all we are radiates and affects all in the field, because one is all. So Ra will then, so Ra, that, that's the, those are the first two um, exchanges of session two. And are there any questions right now? Yeah, uh, love is love is love. And people need to understand the, um, the requirements and the nature of each of the two paths. The nature of the positive path is um, continued balanced development of love and wisdom in seeking a greater awareness of reality and truth, which is unity. So it's the path of unity, it's the path of love and wisdom, it's the path of honesty. It's, it's not particularly um, based, you know, the term service to other, service to self is part of the problem here. Those terms are less than ideal and um, based in, in dualistic thinking. That what's positive of love and unity and truth is related to giving to others. That's not quite the whole picture. Uh, what's associated with love and honesty and truth and seeking reality can be done with another or done alone. If you're doing that alone, that technically is service to other or positive path. So the positive path is the path of unity, the path of love and wisdom, the path of honesty and reality, and um, associated with respect for free will, uh, non-infringement. Whether a person does lives those qualities or manifests those qualities alone or with others is not important. What's important is that they're manifesting those qualities and moving through distortion to keep developing those qualities of unconditional love acceptance, clarity, discernment, wisdom, knowing, truth, honesty, and um, seeking of reality, which is unity. If you manifest those qualities alone, it's service to other. If you manifest them with other, it's service to other. In either case, it's a positive path. So, uh, 
Now, what's called self-love may not be loving. And so people have to people need to be discerning about the the meaning of that phrase and what they think it means. Really self-love is love. And that's not narcissism and it's not vanity and it's not superiority and it's not domination of others and it's um not about uh elitism and it's not about um making oneself uh, better than anything else it's really just love <laughs> which is equals to honest understanding seeking understanding and unconditional acceptance and caring if you apply that to yourself that's service to all service to other so <clears throat> better than service to self and service to other perhaps could be service to self negative path or service to all and uh you know i i'm helping ra a little bit here so service to all includes the self and it's a question of what what are the qualities of mind that are de- being developed and the qualities of mind associated with the two paths are quite different and so then people need to know the negative path better which is basically um control and domination with no interest in respect for free will and uh the commitment on the negative path is only to increasing power uh achieved by control and domination of others that's why it's called the path of separation and so that's what needs to be understood yes indeed the requirements on the negative path are uh approaching uh maximal blockage of second and third and fourth chakras they must block their own chakras and keep them blocked they must there in fact in some ways the measure of harvestability into 4d negative the illuminati would do well to know is um approaching absolute blockage total blockage of fourth ray green ray love so they need to be willing to sacrifice uh all love and care they need to be you know that's called the cremation of care the bohemian grove that so-called ceremony uh the negative path the, the entity on the negative path must control and subjugate all natural elements of body mind spirit that's their path is maximal control and subjugation of the elements of self and so in fact their work with other controlling and subjugating society and groups and individuals is also their practice of self-subjugation and and approaching total self-control <clears throat> just in the same way that our positive path service to other being of others kindly and with truth is our practice of uh, regularizing and crystallizing our own energetics developing ourselves got it well ross said that um in the galaxy the numbers of orion is uh, 1 to 10 for the confederation so about 10% of souls exiting third density go into 4d negative so 10% of the souls in the galaxy or so go on to the negative path meanwhile <laughs> the leaders of human society are pretty much 90% service to self and they're the ones who shape the media 
and shape the flow of information. And so the information that humans are getting, including from school and textbook and scientists and historical and the legal system and the media and the entertainment system, is shaped by pretty much 90% service to self. So that's why people think, you know, woe is me, what a terrible universe. But it's just this planet is ruled, you know, by those few who go on to the negative path. Okay, so now um, Don pushes again for more background on Ra's history, asking about um, their contact with earlier races on planet Earth, their incarnation on the planet or coming here and walking among us, as they said before. Um, and he's sort of looking for a way of making a book. Um, the idea of um, simply writing down the, the transcript of Q&A sessions and questions and answers, I guess, wasn't yet in his mind, uh, which is a very simple, direct and honest way of presenting this to the world. But he was trying to maybe, you know, get a chapter on history. <clears throat> and um, Ra prefaces before they talk about their history, which is, again, 2.2, uh, they, they give a um, qualifier. And they say, we're aware that your mind-body, you, are calculating the proper method of performing the task of creating a teach-learning instrument. So again, they're saying, we're aware that you're trying to figure out how to write the book, which is a teach-learning instrument. We are aware that you find our incarnate state of interest. We're aware that you think that it's very special about what the heck happened to us when we were in, in body or on Earth. Well, Ross says, we waited for a second query. So this is why they didn't answer the first time. We waited for a second query so as to emphasize that the time space of several thousand of your years creates a spurious type of interest. Spurious means false, meaning it's a uh, <clears throat> artificial interest because we think that, oh, wow, it happened a thousand years ago. Wow, that must be important. So people are interested in esoteric history, like that's more important than esoteric reality now. But it isn't. So, Ra goes on, Thus, in giving this information, we ask the proper lack of stress be placed upon our experiences in your local space-time. The teach-learning, which is our responsibility, is philosophical rather than historical. We shall now proceed with your request, which is harmless, if properly evaluated. So, their <clears throat> responsibility is philosophical teaching, the principles of the Law of One, the principles of soul evolution in cosmic plan. And stating that, they're asking that we don't stress or we de-emphasize um, our belief in the importance of their experiences in the past, because they're not important. But the principles that we can learn from them are important. So, uh, <clears throat> this is the, you know, they're, they're also, this is basically coming from one of the principles that they're teaching, which is what they call the proper weighting, W-E-I-G-H-T, or how, you, how heavy, the proper weighting of information. The proper weighting is that some information is more important than others. Uh, discussion of the principles of soul evolution is far more important than the details of historical uh, phenomena. And this is a serious teacher. 
they don't they don't want to waste time and they don't want to they don't want you to think that um certain things are important that you may think are important when they know they are not important so what Ra eats for breakfast <clears throat> and um what exactly they did in Egypt 3000 4000 years ago itself is not important what's important is um the way we may evolve ourselves and Gautama Buddha was exactly like that and Nityananda is just like that um they're not available for chit chat and chit chat is not important what's important is that we we learn how to transform ourselves out of suffering and ignorance into clarity and well-being that's what's important so now they do the history <clears throat> they say we are those of the confederation who 11000 of your years ago came to two of your planetary cultures which were at that time closely in touch with the creation of the one creator it was our naive belief that we could teach learn by direct contact and the free will distortions of individual feeling or personality were in no danger we thought we thought they were in no danger of being disturbed as these cultures were already closely aligned with an all embracing belief in the liveness or consciousness of all we came and were welcomed by the peoples whom we wished to serve we attempted to aid them in technical ways having to do with the healing of mind body spirit complex distortions through the use of the crystal appropriate to this distortion appropriate to the distortion placed within a certain appropriate series of ratios of time space material thus were the pyramids created so <clears throat> they are of the confederation 11000 years ago they came um to two different planetary cultures actually uh they're talking about Atlantis and South America i believe and we'll we'll get into this more because their their presentation of history is a little scattered because they talk about this intervention and then that one and they talk back and forth and don's questions were not chronological uh so we have to kind of figure this out and i have of course the et earth contact timeline which is one on one pdf which is very useful for this and we can talk about that more another time so <clears throat> basically ra and another six density group came to two different cultures 11000 years ago or began that intervention 11000 years ago with atlantis they had a naive belief that they could teach best by making direct contact which is not true they believe that the free will distortions of individual fe- individual feeling or personality meaning the free will patterns that we are living we were living those people were living in their feeling and their personality and their belief were in no danger of being disturbed by the direct contact they thought as they thought or they saw those cultures seem to be already closely aligned with um an all embracing belief in the um aliveness of all which is called animism or everything is alive or everything is god or everything is spirit and everything is conscious now they those cultures or atlantis or those peoples in egypt they did believe that so we've got three different contacts atlantis egypt and south america and they're talking about the early contact here but they're also talking about all the contacts 
<clears throat> those cultures, yeah, sure, they did believe that all is alive, all is life, all is God, all is spirit. Uh, but <laughs> their thinking was also primitive and easily moving into distortion. So Ra said, we came, we were welcomed by those peoples. They tried to, we attempted to aid them in technical ways. And there's the first problem. Uh, the technical ways led to um, led to the people distorting the message and usage. And the technical ways were simply healing, healing mind-body-spirit complex distortions, meaning healing mind and body, uh, through the use of the crystal. And the use of the crystal appropriate to, again, which distortion, right? There are distortions of body, energetic. There are distortions of mind. There are distortions of spirit complex. There are distortion, distortions... Uh, associated with the linkage between any of those, meaning the distortion, the the, the bond, the connect, connection, the energy connection between mind and body is another area in which distortions occur. And that's more subtle. So those are chakra relations, not just blockages in chakra, but blockages in the band <clears throat> or the energetic uh, uh, linkage between chakras. There are distortions there too. And so they were trying to give, they gave teaching on the use of the crystal within pyramids, meaning the healer using the crystal for uh, healing of the being, of the initiate, of the person to be healed, in the, what's called the appropriate series of ratios of time-space material, which is the pyramid. Time-space is understood as different than space-time. The physical dimension is called space-time. The non-physical or astral plane, where you go after death, where you go in the dream, dream the world, uh, where higher beings live um, associated with third density, invisible, the spirit world, commonly called, is called time-space. So a pyramid, <clears throat> because of its physical structure and the ratios of the angles, actually, and the size and the, the physical geometry, uh, affects time-space, or a different level of our third-dimensional experience, more associated with deep mind and where there's no veil. And that's where healing occurs. You'll, we'll hear about more of that, we'll hear about that more later. But <clears throat> uh, this, they're basically saying that they created the pyramids. The pyramids on Earth, not all of them, but the initial ones and the main important ones were created by Six-density extraterrestrial groups. Then, Ra said, We found that the technology was reserved largely for those with the effectual mind-body distortion of power, meaning those who were seeking power. This was not intended by the Law of One. It wasn't intended by them. We left your peoples. The group that was to work with those in the area of South America, as you call that portion of your sphere, gave up not so easily. They returned. We did not. However, we have never left your vibration due to our responsibility for the changes in consciousness which, or the changes in consciousness we had first caused and then found distorted in ways not relegated to the law of one. We attempted to contact the rulers <clears throat> of the land to which we had come, that land which you call Egypt, or in some areas the Holy Land. And so now they're starting to talk about their next contact not 11,000 years ago, but 3,500 years ago with Akhenaten. <clears throat> and they're saying, so the problem was that the technology they gave, the pyramid development and usage, the crystals, 
ended up being largely reserved for those in power, the elite, the priests and the, um, the rulers, the pharaohs or the kings, the generals, those at the top of the human uh, pecking order. So <clears throat> the technology then was not used for all freely in love, but was reserved for those who had greater social position and power. That wasn't their intention. To say that that wasn't intended by the law of one is actually not quite accurate. The law of one um, is simply the statement that all is one and one is all. It, it, its intention is that all be free to experience the um, effects of its choices, the consequences of, its, of choice and free will. So the intention of unity, if you can say it has an intention, is um, free will expression. So it's not exactly that <clears throat> the law of one didn't intend elitism, but elitism is one result of the law of one according to the law of free will. Uh, but it certainly wasn't Ra's intention <laughs> that these technologies were used by the elite uh, nor uh, perverted as they were later. Ra left the group, which may be from Sirius, that uh, worked with those from South America, which is the lost cities, or mainly Peru, and maybe the, the Mayans, and Olmecs, some other groups. <clears throat> uh, the group that, was, that did the work with those in South America didn't give up so easily, and they returned, but Ra did not return, um, meaning to Atlantis. And there was a longer contact with those in South America. But Ra says, we never left your vibration, meaning third density, but they were in time-space, in the non-physical sphere. They didn't manifest in the body again until Egypt. They never left, we never left your vibration due to their responsibility, their sense of responsibility for the changes in consciousness they had first caused by the um, misapplication, misusage, or negative usage of what they offered. Uh, and so they have a sense of responsibility. And again, they're saying they found distorted the, the usage of the crystal and pyramid, uh, distorted in ways not relegated to the law of one. Again, the law of one includes all, so you can't say, I wouldn't say, that uh, they're not relegated to the law of one. But it's certainly not in harmony with love and wisdom, or with the positive path, or the development of love leading to awareness of one. Surely, you know, the misappropriation or the um, usage of crystals and crystal technology and the pyramids for service to self or the power structure uh, is in, not in harmony with love, <laughs> of course. And that was not their intention. So Ra said, we attempted to contact the rulers of the land to which we had come, Egypt, again. And uh, that was the contact with Akhenaten. And so they say, in the 18th dynasty, which is about 3,500 years ago, 3,600, 3,800 years ago, or uh, 1,800 uh, BC, Egypt. In the 18th dynasty, as it's known in your records of space-time distortions, meaning space and time, we are able to contact a pharaoh, as you would call him. The man was small in life experience on your plane and was a, 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 a what your instrument would call a wanderer. So Akhenaten was a wanderer. Thus, the mind-body-spirit complex Akhenaten received our communication distortions and was able to blend his distortions with our own. 
this young entity uh, had been given a vibratory complex of sound or name, which vibrated in honor of a prosperous god as this mind-body-spirit, as this mind-body complex, which we call instrument for convenience, would call Amun. And so Akhenaten's original name was Amun, or related to Amun, there's a longer name. The entity decided that this name, being in honor of one among many gods, was not acceptable for inclusion in his vibratory sound complex. Thus he changed his name to one which honored the sun disk. This distortion called Aten was a close distortion to our reality as we understand our own nature of mind-body-spirit complex distortion. So you can see the language is very difficult and very blocky, uh, chunky. But they're really trying to say, they're just trying to be precise. And they go on, however, it does not come totally into alignment with the intended teach learning, which was sent. This entity, Akhenaten, became convinced that the vibration of one was the true spiritual vibration and thus decreed the law of one. So, <clears throat> quickly, in the 18th dynasty of the Egyptian pharaonic lineage, Ra contacted Pharaoh, Akhenaten, who was a wanderer, who hadn't been on, on earth much before. That's the point when he says he's small in life experience on your plane. He had not had incarnations on, in 3D physical before, actually. Uh, he received Ra's communication, distortions or communication, he was able to blend his distortions with our own meaning to resonate and understand and be in harmony. He previously had been given a name which vibrated in honor of a prosperous god, one among many, called Amun. Amun-Ra is not Aten. Uh, Akhenaten, which is the Akhenaten, right? Akhenaten, Akhenaten is the Aten. So, he decided that the previous name, being in honor of one among many gods, Amun, <clears throat> Amun-Ra, Amun-Re, was not acceptable to remain in his name or to be his name. So he changed his name to one which honored the sun disk, and that was called Aten. That's the word, Akhenaten, Akhenaten. That was a close distortion to Ra's reality or their beingness or their consciousness uh, as they understand themselves. But it's not totally unto alignment with their intended teach learning or their uh, intended teaching. We'll see how that is a little later. That's very subtle. So anyway, Akhenaten became convinced that the law of one or the vibration of one, the fact that the sun is a manifestation of the one infinite creator, that is all things. All life is a manifestation of the one creator, the one life which is manifest as a sun. Now, the sun is not more uh, expressive. Well, in time and space, you can say that the sun manifests um, unity, totality, in a greater way than a planet or, uh, you know, a piece of dirt, because the source of life on planet and the source of the planet itself is the sun. Planets basically come out of solar material. And planets are maintained in many ways, not only by heat or by energy, uh, but by subtle gravitational relation to the sun. So the sun is very much the source of a solar system, uh, and thus the source of physical incarnated life on all the planets in a solar system. That, as a symbol, is closer representation than the other choices, like a planet or a piece of dirt, 
to represent the one infinite creator as source of all. So <clears throat> he decreed the law of one legally. Ra goes on, however, this entity's beliefs were accepted by very few. His priests gave lip service only without the spiritual distortion towards seeking. The peoples continued in their beliefs. When this entity was no longer in this density, again the polarized beliefs in the many gods came into their own and continued so until the one known as Muhammad delivered the peoples into a more intelligible distortion of mind-body-spirit relationships. Very interesting. So, <clears throat> in general, it's always this way. The um, awareness and beliefs of the founder are understood by a increasingly or increasingly few or decreasing number of students and successive lineage generations. So the whole reason that Mahayana came out of the original teaching of Buddhism, uh, well, not the whole reason, but a significant reason, was that the quality of the mind and the seeking of the later students, 500, 300 years after the Buddha's death, was far lower than the original quality of students. And the true understanding and uh, realization of the teacher of Gautama's first teaching uh, was harder for them to get. They couldn't get it. And so then they thought that there was something wrong with the early teaching. Likewise, uh, you know, Christianity, from the original teachings of Yeshua, became the Catholic Church. <laughs> and, uh, you know, televangelists, televangelists, uh, drumming up financial support and having affairs. And even Islam went from Muhammad, whatever that was, he was, he was certainly um, aware of um, monotheism or, or the one creator as the source of all um, being a, a more valuable way of looking at life than uh, belief that there's the this God and that God and the other God and you've got to placate them and honor them by different rituals and lots of dogma. Uh, so, meanwhile, Islam degenerated also. Every religion degenerated by the uh, inferiority of successive generations of students. The inferior mind, the inadequacy, the insincerity, the lack of um, ardent seeking of later, later generations. And... Um, so even so, right when, uh, even though Akhenaten was, even when he was alive, his beliefs were accepted by very few. <clears throat> the, the priests, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> the priests gave lip service, meaning um, they said, you know, they pretended to follow along, but they didn't believe it, and they kept their own power structure and power, greed, seeking, ambition. They didn't have the spiritual distortion or the align, you know, the mind towards true seeking, which is the case in most churches now. The peoples who are outside the ecclesiastical organization, the folks, the the, well, the normal folk, continued in their own beliefs, which is normally the case too. So you go to Thailand, and people are praying to the Buddha. Well, that's not Buddhism, but for them it is. And for the monks <laughs> who will allow it to go on, it is. So the people continued in their own um, simple beliefs. And then when when uh, Akhenaten was no longer in the density after he died physically, 
the polarized beliefs of many gods again came into their own polarized beliefs. This is good, this is bad, this is the right, this is the wrong. Uh, the, these complications, which is not unity, back uh, the, the way of uh, believing in uh, the many gods with different powers that need to be uh, propitiated and appeased and placated and fed and done this and that. All that complication returned again, and that continued until Muhammad came around and uh, gave some other version of unity or monotheism or God or the Creator as the absolute source and identity of all. So that's the story of human history, which is great founders speaking true and then uh, uh, succeeding generations of followers in the lineage um, basically debasing the original meaning, confusing it with their own uh, misunderstanding and then uh, perverting and um, corrupting and distorting the original message into something that ends up quite different than it originally was. Uh, so, any questions here? Yes, the other group probably, I think, was from Sirius. They were also six-density positive elder confederation group. And comparable development and awareness uh, as Ra, uh, but not Ra, different group. Ra was originally from Venus, and the South American group, I believe, originally was from Sirius. And there's a different... The, the raw group is a more uh, love-wisdom, and the Syrian group is more wisdom-love. Meaning the emphasis on mind or heart, what we commonly call mind and heart, was different between the two groups. <clears throat> okay, so let me go on and finish this session. It's a little long uh, and we'll get more into all of this history and uh, the crystal and the pyramid later in later sessions. 2.3, uh, it's a long comment from Don. He's basically explaining how he plans to uh, present the material for readers in a book. And then he asks about crystal healing. And so he's asking, can you tell me a little bit more about crystal healing? Ra says, the principle of crystal healing is based upon an understanding of the hierarchical nature of the structure of the illusion, which is the physical body. There are crystals which work upon the energies coming into the spiritual body, energy body. There are crystals which work upon the distortions from spirit to mind. There are crystals which balance the distortions between mind and body. All of these crystal healings, which is balancing, are charged through purified channels meaning the, the, the initiate, the, the healer himself, who has been purified by inner work. Without the relative crystallization of the healer working with the crystal, the crystal will not be properly charged. The other ingredient is a proper alignment with the energy fields of the planet upon which you dwell, and the holistic or cosmic distortions or streamings which enter the planetary aura in such a manner that an appropriate ratio of shapes and placement within these shapes is of indicated aid in the untangling or balancing process. How's that for complicated talk? So, uh, the principle of crystal healing 
is based upon understanding the hierarchical nature of body, uh, the hierarchical nature of the structure of the energetics of body, not the uh, blood and the organs and the bone, but the uh, energetic uh, qualities of the seven chakras as they relate to body, seven states of consciousness or being as they relate to body, the energetic pathways of the uh, subtle bodies, the etheric body particularly, which is one, which is the form maker body, or the essential energy substructure, energy field, field, energy field or body is the same. So energy body equals energy field. Every energy body is an energy field. Physical body is an energy field. Uh, and so the astral body, when we go out in dream, or out-of-body experience, or after death, astral body, astral energy field, is a body uh, associated with time-space. But it's uh, present in our physical body, or interrelated here, too. Not only when we go out-of-body, but it's uh, uh, it, it exists as, our, as one of our many energy bodies, while we're in-body, in-physical, or not. So... Understanding the hierarchical nature of the structure of physical body or energy bodies is important. That's the way we work with crystals. So there are different crystals. These different crystals work upon different energy fields and energy interrelations. There are energies that come into the spiritual body, which is really related to the sixth and seventh chakra in the head. There are crystals which work upon distortions or, or linkages between spirit and mind, which is very much uh, the chakra, the energetics between body and head, between uh, the first five chakras up to throat and six and seven in the head. There are crystals which balance distortions between mind and body, and that's more related to lower chakras, first, second, third, and fourth and fifth, of course, but not related to, five, to six and seven. So mind and body, you can say, is chakras one, two, three, four, five. Spirit complex energy fields associated with six and seven in the head. Again, we're going to get into this further later. And again, all of this is detailed in my healing and balance uh, lectures from the previous, from the other group, and the PDFs available and on YouTube. So all these crystal healings are charged through purified channels. So the crystal stone is itself charged by a purified channel who is the crystallized healer, who is a healer who has significantly uh, unblocked first, second, third energy chakras and has significantly developed and balanced fourth and fifth chakras and has significantly developed and correlated or interrelated their highly developed fourth and fifth love wisdom with six and seven in the head. And so they are well developed. <clears throat> That's called the crystallized healer. So the crystallized healer, like Yeshua, but very few people around like that today, that person working with the crystal charges the crystal by their being and by practice. Uh, what's also needed for healing in, in the old days or in this whole system that was presented was the proper alignment with the energy fields of the planet. Uh, Earth was also, though, at a different place 3,000, 4,000 years ago, in its, um, in its relation to the constellations and the other energy sources around the solar system, 
And so that's changed, and that's why the pyramid is not useful anymore. The pyramid of Giza is not where it used to be. But uh, what was needed in what is needed in the system, this whole system that was presented, was alignment with the energy fields of the planet, and then the holistic or cosmic distortions or the energy streamings coming into the planet uh, from cosmic sources, from constellations and other stars. Uh, in a way, so that this, again, appropriate ratio of shapes, meaning the pyramid um, structure, and then placement where exactly in the pyramid structure, placement within the shapes, is of the proper aid or is the proper condition so as to do and assist with the untangling or balance, which is healing. Healing is untangling, healing is a balancing. And uh, <laughs> you can see this was quite a big production that they were teaching. But uh, it's not recommended that we need to reproduce that today. So Ra goes on to go through the various crystals to be used would be exhaustive to the instrument, meaning it would take too long. But if you ask, you can wish. If you wish to ask, you can do it in another session. The delicacy of choosing the crystal is very critical. And in truth, a crystalline structure such as a diamond or ruby can be used by a purified channel who is filled with the love light of one in almost any application. So, number one, it is critical, or very critical, regarding the proper choosing of the crystal to be used. However, I don't know why they say and in truth, but you can say that, however, um, a crystal, crystalline structure such as a diamond or ruby, which is considered in the top five of the more or mo, mo, mo scale, there's some kind of scale that's used for measuring the hardness of stones. Diamond and ruby are in the top five or the top ten. Diamond is, I think, number one, and ruby is maybe number two or three. So it's basically the top, the big guys, the, big, the most evolved members of the crystal kingdom, the mineral kingdom, actually are diamond, ruby, sapphire, emerald, and, and uh, maybe topaz, but diamond, ruby, emerald, sapphire are the big four, are the heavy hitters and the most developed entities or manifestations of the mineral kingdom. And Ra's saying that a purified channel or healer, a person who's done great work on themselves, filled with the love light of one, can do all sorts of things with that stone, with one of those stones. But in general, uh, choosing the stone is important. But then Ra says, <laughs> meaning uh, this work uh, of a very highly purified channel, person, healer, filled with love light of one, uh, this, of course, takes initiation to get to that point. And there have never been, um, there never been, I don't know why it says, many to persevere to the extent of progressing through the various distortion leavings which initiation causes. So, the purification of the channel or the healer using the crystal uh, requires initiation. That comes after healing, by the way. And there have never been many people who actually have progressed or done the progression through the various distortion leavings caused by initiation. <clears throat> distortion leavings, excuse me, <clears throat> are um, basically... Uh, the fragments of uh, confused thought and belief and the emotional uh, residue, residuals, that thrown off 
in the long process of um, letting the distortions of mind arise and um, pass away. <clears throat> like in meditation, all sorts of thoughts and feelings come up. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, in the process of initiation, uh, one passes through layers, successive layers, and, and realms of distortion in mind, deeper and deeper. Uh, that throws off fragments of thought and fragments of belief and strange emotional and physiological reactions, both. The healing crisis when, you know, I did this meditation and now I have this raging fever. What the hell is that? Well, this kind of thing is a physiological byproduct as a one type of distortion leaving of the process of advanced uh, spiritual development, which is a kind of initiation, which, you know, meditation is a practice for. So uh, the path uh, goes through successive layers and realms of distortion, which break down and in their release process um, throw off all sorts of uh, strange process or patterns in mind <laughs> and body. <clears throat> anyway, we'll talk about that more later. So, 2.4, Don wants more information on the pyramids. He asks if Ra is responsible for building it and uh, what was the purpose. And this is, a, you know, this is a little question, but actually it's a huge answer that is, is available, but they just give a small portion. Ra knows a tremendous degree or amount more than they present. Uh, they could answer the question on the pyramids with a, with a one-hour lecture, but uh, that's not appropriate given uh, their intention, which is really to answer questions, uh, but um, help people continue their seeking rather than provide the banquet. So, Ra says, the larger pyramids... Uh, of Egypt, were built by our built. Well, again, there were actually many pyramids around the earth, and Ra later talks about balancing pyramids. So it's not clear, but they may be saying that the larger pyramids all around the earth were built by the Confederation. And that's actually true. That may be what they're referring to. They say the larger pyramids were built by our ability using the forces of one. The stones are alive. It has not been so understood by the mind-body-spirit distortions of your culture that reality that stones are alive. The purposes of the pyramids were two. First, to have a properly oriented place of initiation for those who wish to become purified or initiated channels for the Law of One. Two, we wished then to carefully guide the initiates in developing a healing of the people whom they sought to aid and the planet itself. Pyramid after pyramid charged by the crystal and initiate were designed to balance the incoming energy of the one creation with the many and multiple distortions of the planetary mind-body-spirit. In this effort, we were able to continue work that brothers within the Confederation had effected through building of other crystal-bearing structures and thus complete a ring, if you will, of these about the Earth as this instrument would vibrate its surface, about the Earth's surface. Now, <clears throat> this short answer uh, 
needs very significant elaboration and expansion. Uh, but I won't do that here, <laughs> but we'll see more as we go on. The two purposes of the pyramids uh, are, firstly, uh, for those who wish to become initiates. And initiate is a purified channel for the law of one, which just means a purified mind, body, spirit complex, or seven chakra energy system being uh, that knows unity and that can offer love, light, and intelligent energy uh, in service to all. Properly oriented place of initiation means the pyramid's ratios uh, or angles of the pyramid itself, the sacred geometry or sacred geometrics of the pyramid itself is a portion of the orientation, proper orientation. The second is its relation to cosmic in-streamings and the planetary grid. These are just <laughs> aspects of the proper orientation of the place, the pyramid, which is the place of initiation. The second purpose is basically uh, those initiates in those pyramids that are properly oriented doing healing. Uh, helping the guide the initiates developing the healing of the people whom they sought to aid, and then the planet itself. So planetary balancing, and that's the purpose of this ring of pyramids built by the Confederation starting in very early times actually probably 50,000 or longer, 50,000 years ago or more. The establishment of um, pyramidal structures with crystals inside and charged by Confederation beings or uh, adepts who uh, had a holiday on planet Earth and then left. Uh, this is the planetary balancing ring of pyramids that you can actually find, uh, although it's not, you'd have to piece it together yourself, but there are articles about that, and you can even see a map of um, pyramidal structures, including things like a pagoda, you know, uh, not, not just a triangular pyramid, but spire and um, obelisk type not the later obelisk, but the earlier structures, mountains, certain things were artificially created as pyramids. Pyramid after pyramid charged by the crystal and the initiate. So they're charged by the confederation, charged by an initiate human uh, to balance the incoming energy of basically the extraplanetary uh, environment around the solar system. To balance that with the various distortions of the planet itself, meaning the planetary grid. So you've got the distortions of humanity's mind, you've got the energy grid of the planet, you've got the extraplanetary sources of energy not only from the sun, but also outside the solar system, and <clears throat> the proper alignment of the planet's energy grid for the preservation of life on Earth uh, must balance the distortions engendered by human confusion, human distorted consciousness, uh, balance that out so that the grid still can receive from the extraplanetary sources energy waves, actually, cosmic rays and things like that, uh, to keep the planet in a good condition. And Ra said later that the primary cause of young, of early death, the fact that humanity dies at 90 or 60, uh, shortened longevity, um, uh, 
shortened from the original at the beginning of third density, which is 900 years, the proper age or length of life for 3D beings is 900 years, Ra said, which is exactly the same in the Bible as Noah and Methuselah, 900, actually. Uh, <clears throat> now we live only a tenth of that, maybe, 90 years. The cause of that is the distortions of the planetary energy grid or misalignment in it between uh, the, the planetary grid receiving network and the extraplanetary energy sources as a result of distorted human consciousness for many thousands of years. <laughs> so humans are a very screwed up bunch here and have, by their own aggression, self-aggression and aggression to others, um, distorted the planetary energy web, or grid, which leads to improper or inadequate reception or misalignment with cosmic sources, which leads to all sorts of troubles on planet Earth, including a 90% reduction of the human lifespan. So, <clears throat> that's a brief introduction to pyramids and crystals and healing and the planetary environment. And... Um, after that, in session six, we won't. In session two, we won't get into two point six really, but this was Ra's presentation of um, the circle of one, walking the circle of one, which is a call and response form of a protection, protection ritual and alignment, and uh, establishing a, a um, an armor shield, energy field of purified love light um, with the pure intention of the group to keep negative entities out. And that basically was a Q&A and the group would, uh, Ross said in 2.6 here, uh, the vibrations may well be purified by a simple turning to the circle of one and the verbal vibration while doing so of the following dialogue, meaning walking around Carla before the channeling uh, question. What is the law? Answer, the law is one. Question, why are we here? Answer, we seek the law of one. Question, why do we seek Ra? Answer, Ra is a humble messenger of the law of one. And then all together, rejoice then and purify this place in the law of one. Let no thought form enter the circle. We have walked about this instrument, for the law is one. And so, what it sounds like is, what is the law? The law is one. Why are we here? We seek the law of one. Why do we seek Ra? Ra is a humble messenger of the law of one. Rejoice then and purify this place in the law of one. Let no thought form enter the circle. We have walked about this instrument, for the law is one. All is one. One is all. And that's very protective, and that'll do the trick. And you can do that in any group, actually. Although you have to uh, take out the why do we seek Ra uh, because you're not channeling raw. But what is the law? The law is one. Why are we here? We seek the law of one. Rejoice then and purify this place in the law of one. Let no thought form enter the circle, for the law is one. So it doesn't need to be done by with channeling. It can be done as a protective mantra um, for a group process, any kind of spiritual group process. Uh, and this is the ritual preparation that they did in every subsequent session in the uh, contact with Ra.
and then there were other instructions about um, uh, other other things that were done in the room for Carla, chalice of water and a Bible and incense and a Gospel of John and a candle and all this, and that helped her a lot and helped the group and um, kept the contact. So that's a long one <laughs> presentation of session two, which is uh, heavy, heavy teaching again as always. <laughs> so at this point, the LNL group knew that they caught a big fish, and um, they were very serious. Don, a very serious guy, and everybody was very committed to the work already. So even by the end of session two, uh, it was quite clear that this is a big contact, and they um, gave their lives to it, literally, and um, basically made a great sacrifice and a great self-offering and kept the contact for uh, over another another hundred sessions and so um, if you have eyes to see you should see and hear that this is quite different than other human channeling quite different this is the real deal and if you really are honest I believe you will say that it's hard to even know if other channelings are, are channeling, <laughs> actually, because off-planet groups really do talk differently than we do. They really think differently than we do. They don't, they're not like us in their uh, mental patterning in communication, although they certainly understand love and they understand they care and um, they know us very well, but they really are different, their way of thinking. And so uh, that differentness is not apparent in most human channeling. And it really just sounds like the channel him or herself talking uh, or some friend talking. That's not actually the way off-planet groups are. They really are different. <laughs> and we can understand them and they can understand us. But um, their patterns of mind and their way of communication really doesn't sound like us. And you can see with this teaching, the raw material, it really doesn't sound like normal conversation. Carla could not produce this. Neither could Don or Jim. So that's it for session two. All right. Thanks again and see you soon. Good night.